Hi, everybody. We got a great show for you today. It's a little different than our normal show. We're going to do something called Moonshine and Music Review. We've got the whole staff of Moonshine and Music here today. We've uh, going to do an album review for a, a band called Preston Black and their new album, Green Coffee. So uh, that's going to be really nice and fun, and it is a good show. But before we talk about that and get to the show today, I want to talk about what's going on in the world out there. Um, we here at Moonshine and Music as a collective are completely against what happened in Minneapolis. And uh, we want to say we have support all the protesters out there and we hope it stays peaceful and that change, real change can happen in our time uh, where we feel like everyone should be treated equally um, under the law and, uh, and, you know, in general. And um, a lot of our friends uh, of the show uh, have had a really rough few months and um, the situation is not really helpful to any of that. So um, please, please, please uh, keep everybody in your hearts and minds and keep the protests peaceful and let's see if we can make some real change in the world. Anyway, uh, back to the fun and the music and the, and the things that we normally don't do, which is not politics here. We are all about the music and shining love on the people that make the music. And um, today, uh, we're going to do the first Moonshine and Music Review. So here it comes. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute. That's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and music starts right now. You know, everybody should welcome our, themselves to Moonshine and Music Review. It's our uh, first Moonshine and Music Review show. It's uh, interesting and different today. We are not bringing on any guests. We are going to be the guests. Yes. <laughs> I can do it. I think we all invited ourselves separately. Exactly. So we have the Moonshine and Music crew, uh, Brent Smith and Brent Schlemmer and Bailey Shelton. Or as I like to call them, the three BSs. <laughs> the full BS here today. Three quarters BS. It's three quarters. Yeah, three three, three quarters BS. BS. Yeah. You're JS for uh, JavaScript. The <laughs> JavaScript. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's fair. Mm -hmm. So what's your background back there? Who is that doing the backflip on that? Uh, that's my friend Mason. Uh, yeah. You, I wanted to do uh, like a session where uh, it was like alien themed. So he's, hold on, I can, wait, I remember. He's getting like abducted. So, yeah. I thought he was just sitting in the heaven or something. Smith has got like his own brain back there. Yeah, brain, eyeballs. Your nose is really crooked. Yeah, that's after it was fixed too. Yeah. Insane. I mean, it looks nice from the outside but it's very crooked on the inside. Bridge Slimmer seems to be going all natural in the background today. No, no special. Oralex. Mm -hmm. I got like, I got like $2,000 worth of Oralex behind me. 
That's, that's a lot. It he's is. Got to, he's got to show it off, you know? It's it didn't cost me. The best part is it didn't cost me anything. Well, that is the best part. I like when getting $2,000 things that are free. Well, and, I, and I had no idea. When, uh, when I got it, I was like, oh, these are cool. And I took them home. I, I figured out what it, they're, they're made to clip onto a mic stand and stand up vertically. So if you get on Sweetwater and look it up, I never looked it up until we were in quarantine. I was like, hey, those are really, you know, these really work good. I wonder how much they are. I get on to Sweetwater, a pair of them is almost $500. Wow. And I have, and I have eight. Oh, I actually have nine because I have a piece that's like in a different spot. It's over behind some amps and stuff. That's what it is. It's a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good deal for free. <laughs> it is a very good deal for free. I mean, that stuff is. It works. <laughs> Maybe that's why my mic sounds so good. That's what it is. <laughs> you don't even need. Oh, this is sweet, sweet mic. Like you got that stuff back there, man. Everything's clean. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could record an album like that. This is all because of the free sound treatments oh I, I just recently got set up to to do that so i finally you know broke down and got all the interfaces and all the shit it's time to get busy here we go yeah let's do that for next week's show just recording a live album love <laughs> brent recording a live album we'll critique it just yeah. like all right. this other album don't do that it sucks <laughs> we'll live zoom it so our um, our special uh, album review today is going to be on this record uh, here on the screen share, which is uh, uh, Green Coffee by our friends in the group Preston Black out of Shelbyville, Indiana. Um, this is a uh, it's a it's a, a an eight track. Uh, we got eight different tracks. It's not on eight track, I don't think. I mean, maybe they put out a copy on on eight track who, who knows that'd be weird but, <laughs> i mean i think that'd be kind of like edgy and cool that'd be very know? edgy especially since they have eight tracks on the record um so Good call. i was gonna play like a little uh piece of uh of the of a track and then uh and we can talk about that track the first track on the album is called 700 west and um all right here, here's what that sounds like so um you know that's a little piece of 700 west um you know what do you what do you guys uh what do you guys have for us about that i know uh I know Bailey was giving it a listen last night for sure. I, I you know, hope I listened to it all. I listened to the whole album this afternoon too. So yeah, I'm just kind of chilling. So. Uh, yeah, the whole thing's big, like surf rocky. Um, this song in particular, it was like it's the first one on the album, so it's like the first you hear that surf rock vibe. So immediately, I was like, oh, this is like California music, which is interesting because where is there a beach near here? Um, but that was like my first impression of it. Um, maybe the, the casino in Shelbyville has a pool or something. <laughs> it's like a, what's it called? Where the water keeps a- uh, Lazy river? No, it's like when you make a big development, like a casino, uh, and they have to like do the foundation for it, 
Right. They make like a like a relief lake. You know what I'm talking about? Retention yeah. pond. Yeah, retention pond. Yeah. That's that's where they wrote this. They went to a nearby retention pond. Do you have like uh, actual, sandals and beach like, proof shorts. of this or No, I mean I mean probably not, but it's nice to dream. And probably have some floaties on the arms uh, you know, to the <laughs> It's I'm also sure. interesting because if you looked at Preston Black's like media material, they're all like I like if someone showed me their content, like their social media page, like pulled up their Facebook, I'd look at them and go, Yeah, that's a metal band probably. Just because they're all like standing in the metal band band photo poses, all wearing black in like a urban area. Their 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 name sounds metal. Like there's nothing about them on the surface that would say surf rock. But you know, when we had them on the show uh, before, you know, just seeing them and meeting them before, and just talking with them, and then hearing them play, I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right. But it's still good though. I I dig it. Um, yeah, here's the uh, Facebook uh, <laughs> photo of them. I do like that he has the John Belushi T-shirt on. That gets big props for me. Uh, yeah, you know, always. Well, the big props that I got from their social media was the fact that uh, I went. You know, I'm one of those guys like anybody can do all kinds of stuff in the studio. I'm going to go look at some videos. I want to see them live. That's just always been the way I've look, you know, looked at it. You know, you can appreciate a band for their studio work, but I'm a live music guy. I want the warts and all and stuff. So I went to look, and there was not too much in the way of, like, their full band stuff on there, at least on their Facebook page. Um, but there was one video of, like, the lead singer guy playing one of my favorite replacements songs, which I thought was really, you know, it was like, and it was dead on. It was like, yep, that's exactly how that goes. He didn't mess with it at all. He uh, he definitely just did a straight cover of Skyway by The Replacements, which I thought was – I was like, all right, I'll go listen to your album now. You know, <laughs> it's funny how that uh, – those kind of things can influence your – you know, at least at least the listening pattern that I went in with. You know, when Joe asked me to do this, I was like, hey, dude, you don't you don't want me to review albums. I'm, I'm an asshole. You know, you're not <laughs> – you're not going to like, they're not going to like what I have to say. And as a, you know, a guy that does band bookings, it's probably not a good, that's probably not a good a reputation to have. So I try to just shut up for the most part. It's like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. You know, or yeah, I listen to that. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I'll, I'll be as non-committal as I can, but you know, but to have those little things lead you up to like, all right, I guess I'll give these guys a listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I did. I enjoyed the album. I, you know, I don't really have anything horrible to say about it but you know we can we can break that down as we go here yeah i mean um uh, one of the things that i find um really good about like a, a small indie band like preston black is that you you know they they seem to be normal guys right yeah. like if you go into their uh their social media or if you meet them in person i mean I've, i know them pretty well i know the lead singer kit pretty well and um if you go into their their stuff they're just they're just normal guys you know and um and, but they happen to be artistic and if you can learn that they're normal guys and, and connect with them as normal folks um or around a certain thing then that really gets you wanting to listen to their music uh, i i think that's cool that you found something that like latched you onto them i i that's that's the stuff right there right 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 and that's exactly how i think uh 
I, I think that's something that a lot of uh, acts miss out on, you know, is, is to really point at their influences in, you know, in a way like that, where it's like, Hey, this is just a song I really dig. Blah. And then if you're a fan of that, you know, that's going to lead you down the path of like, Oh, I'll check that out. I need to go listen to that. And like I said, I, I did not intend to, you know, like completely listen to the entire album, but I did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we yeah, go. They're all sweethearts unless you're a fake psychic. <laughs> um, like fake psychics, that's true. Um, so, so pretend psychic, not fake. Well, you know, uh, as the Seven Hundred West, uh, the the first song, you know, Bailey talked about surf rock, and I, one interesting thing I thought about it was that they have a totally like Fountains of Wayne kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's totally, it's totally sublime. Is where I or, or sublime, yeah. yeah. That was the first thing I as soon as we started singing. I was like, oh, there's that. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed that later on the album was going to kind of swing more towards a ska feel, which it doesn't. It stays <laughs> right in that like groovy reggae beat kind mm-hmm. of mode the whole time. You know, right? I really thought, and you know, and then maybe that's just maybe that's you know, slightly prejudiced in me of like saying, well, look at these, you know, like, like you said, normal looking white guys. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> to me, that says ska band, not reggae. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. So yeah. I was waiting for more horns. I was waiting for, you know, like that double time to check, check, check. Never happens. It's, it's the same, you know, it's got that, like I said, I just listened to it all day because it was nice to kind of have on while I was working here. And, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this has got a little, you know, I found myself kind of bopping a little. So far, so good, I guess. Well, let's check it. Look at the sun. Let's see what that one sounds like. Hold on. I didn't share. I need to do that. It won't show up. You won't be able to hear it, really. Let's try it again. (laughs) All right. There we go. Open your eyes. got to get along before it is too late look at the sun shining down in my to and uh you know right on with your what you're talking about there that same kind of reggae beat kicks in you know right uh, and that song could have easily gone to that to the ska, if the drummer had just done a double time what he did, that would have been a ska tune. You know what I mean? It totally would have gone, instead of that it does, it would have, it could have easily gone. (laughs) You feel me? You know, it's like, listen to any of those ska bands from the 90s. That's exactly what happens. It might start like that where you're like, oh, this is a nice reggae beat. And then it would then somebody would scream and the horn section would come in and it would be twice as fast. <laughs> you know, like there's the ska, but it never it doesn't happen there. You know, it's like I kept expecting it, but it doesn't it doesn't happen. Very disappointing. Yeah, I mean the whole I was, album- a, little, I was a little disappointed, but like I said, it just kind of played all day and it was cool. Uh yeah, the whole album is like that whole chilled out vibe. Um yep. I I think the one with this song was I noticed it was very similar to the structure of the first. Um, just as far as like, it was like 
the same, like, okay, we're going to do two, um, two verses and choruses, and then we're going to have a solo, and then we're going to reprise the chorus, and that'll be it. Um, so it's, like, a really straightforward band, and honestly, I kind of liked knowing what I was going to, like, hear next. Um, the one thing about this song that I really noticed was, like, I wanted the vocals to be less reverby, I guess would be the word. I don't know. I'm not a musician. I'm, I've never mixed anything in my life, but I was like, for something that is literally just a guitar and vocals, I felt like it was almost harder to hear the vocals. So that was like my only apprehension. So you have like a critique of the mix a little bit. You'd like the vocals to be a little more prominent. Yeah, and that kind of goes across the entire album. The entire time I'm like, man, I wish it weren't hard to hear the vocals. But I feel like that happens to me a lot with DIY and indie bands. It's like, if I could just move the crap out of the way, like whatever they're putting on their voice, I feel like I would vibe with it a little bit more, especially because they, they are hitting harmonies like a lot of the time. It's just kind of hard to hear what's going on with the, the vocal track. I think that's a common technical problem in a lot of DIY projects is that, you know, you go to a real, real studio and you know, that's a four or $5,000 microphone. You know, most DIY studios don't even cost that much for everything they have, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a, there is an audible difference between a Neumann U87 and an SM58, you know, like there's an audible difference in what it, the detail that it's able to capture. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are more aware of that when it comes to vocals, because, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you you know, if you talk to people in person, if they're, you know, how many times have you talked to somebody and you're just like, are you, are you getting sick? You know, like you can hear those little subtle differences in the way somebody's voice is. And, you know, a higher end microphone is going to capture that where, mm-hmm. you know, like, dude, my expensive mic is a hundred bucks. I don't, you know, like I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. crazy here, you know, <laughs> a couple hundred dollars. And the, the thing is, is like, you can still hear that up to the seven or $800 mics where it's like, oh, and then if you jump to that real studio quality mic, it's still night and day, you know? So even if you're spending a thousand dollars on your microphone, the big boys are spending five mm-hmm. and the difference. It, and it's not just a name brand kind of difference at that point. You know, it's like, we're talking about gold sputtered, you know, diaphragms and things like that, where that diaphragm costs as much as your entire mic. And it's got two of them in there, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. that, that does make a difference. It's something I've always noticed over the years. And to me, you know, you can get good guitar sounds in your home studio because you know what they use in the big boy studio on a guitar cabinet, a hundred dollar mic. Cause it does everything you need it to do. You don't need that extra detail that you need with the vocal mic. And so yeah. I've, I've always said that it's like, you know, if you really want to do a super good home project, don't spend any money on recording anything but vocals, take all your tracks, go to a real studio for a day, spend 500 bucks, and do it on their microphones. Your, your, your project will sound a thousand times better. Yeah, and from the listener's perspective, that's what turns me and the people that I know who aren't musicians <laughs> off of like, DIY projects. It's like, okay, I started the album, and it just sounds kind of okay. Like, and most of that is like us not even realizing like the recording quality is putting a barrier onto your experience. Yeah, I actually thought it kind of worked for them for what they were doing. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think most of the mix is like trying to lean into the beachy vibe, but it's just so much that it's like. I, I agree that the vocals could have been this maybe a little bit louder, but I thought it kind of fit with what they were doing. And you know, obviously, you you know, use better equipment, you can get better stuff. But mm -hmm. I think uh, I think it turned out uh, pretty well. I really like um, on the. Uh, I think it's this next track. Hold on, let's 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 put, let's put the next one up, um, because. I uh I think it's this one. Oh yeah, I love the name of the song. I like the name of this song, yeah. She doesn't like Bucko. I can't believe she's gone to Bakersfield. When the one never loves you just the same. So what I really love about that one is that guitar riff is very cool. That like uh, it know. screams it screams reggae to me too, you know. Yeah. But I think I think you could probably find a dozen songs that start like that. Um. That three chord thing, but broken up, it screams reggae to me. The vocals. Well, I can't, on that I can't point to the song, but it does. The vocals kicked on in on that track, and my first listen through, I went, it, "Hello, bowling for soup? Is is that you?" Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, especially with the title, I was waiting and listening very intently to the lyrics. I was like, "Is this going to be funny at some point? Like, is there going to be?" I, I just don't think this band has like a real like necessity for that like touch of humor with their lyrics but i was like this is such a bowling for soup vibe that i almost expected it to be there <laughs> yeah, like the, bowling for soup it's, it's like that too. but then they aren't funny they're just they're just giving their real story you know that's fine mm -hmm. um, but but uh, uh, what i uh, what i like about that one is it's she doesn't like buck owens and we don't really hear buck owens mentioned too much in the song it's all <laughs> and i kind of like when you get that whole bakersfield bakersfield thing yeah and, and but but no actual you know real ode to book it's like buck owens without buck owens just in the title he's in there <laughs> so i don't know interesting mm -hmm. so um we, we'll, we'll move on to the next one uh let's see here next on the list we have don't don't go go with hippies. Hippies. a sound and solid piece of advice <laughs> <laughs> But the biggest problem is, is your hair groomed? And what's it like under your arms? And do you have bad breath? I know it sucks to be alone. I want to skip ahead.
so what I thought about this was, this is a reggae song with a gratuitous guitar solo. And my, my friend Todd Blower would absolutely love that. Like, <laughs> they have a lot of solos in their songs. It's in like, like one, two, three, great. three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, they have like five or six songs with solos in it. And it's like a short album. So it's like pretty often. And the one with this one is like, what's really weird is it's a gratuitous guitar solo in a reggae song, but it really goes with the track. Like it just yeah. very much flows into it. That's what I mean. Black and white cat behind me. What's that? I got my black and white cat behind me. My black and white background. So you see craziness. It's her. uh, I just thought uh, overall, it's just uh, the instrumentals of like all the songs. I think they played everything very well. I was impressed with their uh, musicianship. Um, And like, I like the guitar solos. They, you know, they did fit the songs and, and they kind of rocked it out. I was digging it. And again, with this one, it's like the the sound of it is fun and lighthearted and almost like a beachy vibe, like something you bring to the, the shoreline. But the lyrics are definitely breakup lyrics, like every, <laughs> and that like, this was the point in the album where I was like, this is a breakup album. Like he's working through it. <laughs> like, he's sad. Um, that was the point where I was like, 100% like, oh, this is a, this is a breakup album. <laughs> so. Yeah. Can't stay with those hippies for too long. Yeah. Like, don't but, listen too hard or you'll get kind of sad. Um, Brent, the, the, you know, the, the thing is, I think that they're a three piece. So I, they have a bass player and I think the lead guitar player is, is the lead singer. Uh, Kit yeah. plays lead also. And then they have a drummer and um, that, you know, you're right about that. His guitar talent is just, uh, off the chart. He's a really, really tight lead guitar player. Well, and I think in their in their description on their Facebook page, he even says something like, <clears throat> trying to find a way to fuse together, you know, like something, something with Jimi Hendrix, you know, like, so you've got that. I was like, all right. Like I said, I read all their stuff before I listened. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a little preconceived notion before I went in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it didn't give me what I was expecting, though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are, there are moments of, yep, that's a, there's the Hendrix solo, you know, or here's just the real, like you said, gratuitous guitar solo, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, bring those on. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like I could crank that one up and I'm driving down the road and that solo just rock out, man. I want, I want to have yeah, yeah. the windows down and the, and the sunroof back and you know, that's, that's what, that's a killer tune there. I like that track. So. And then the, the next one up, it's like, this is the first time I was really like, uh, there was, there were two times that I was like, oh, wow, those tracks really lead into one another very well. And it's this one unwinding. And then later on, there's another one.
Well, this one um, is unwinding, and they did this show when they were on Moonshine and Music. And so hearing this version of it, because I, you know, I had uh, mixed and mastered the, uh, the live version from the show, right? So for mm-hmm. me, the thing that's a little different about this is that it's probably about 15 beats slower than yeah. what they played it live. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it, it's like a, a real, uh, I mean, I, I don't know which way they like it better. I kind of like the live version a little bit better with yeah. it a little bit faster. Uh, but I, I really like the lyrics to this song. I think the chorus of it is just um, fantastic. Like it's 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 a top notch chorus, and I think that's kind of why I like the faster version better. Right? I, if I hadn't heard the faster version, I probably would have been like, "Yeah, this is really cool." But that faster one, man, it, like it really gives it a little something extra. I don't know. What do yeah, you guys? I mean, like the the movie of the think- thing we do, where they get a new drummer and he speeds up the song, and then they kind of blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah with this song, that's what it, you know. Well, it's ridiculously hard to play a slow song, you know, like you <laughs> to keep well, for drummer, that, what, they, what they've got going on the album there, to keep that going live at that tempo, really, really difficult. You know, like your natural tendency is to not do that. It's to just kind of get closer to that heartbeat. But yeah. that's not, it's, you know, it's it's 80 uh, and you're 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 more used to like you said about 15 beats faster than that <laughs> like oh that's where it kind of wants to settle and when you play it i'm sure that's probably part of the issue is that it was live you know it's yeah. it's one thing to like go here's the tempo in the studio here's the click track we're gonna do this blam mm-hmm. you don't really have any choice but to stay there live it only takes about one minute into the song before you're speeding it up. We know we've all done it. It, it happens all the time, you know, <laughs> you know, so if you, if you got three guys that are like all in the same kind of groove, it's easy for that to just climb real quick. Yeah. yeah props to them for having a slow song like that. You know, I was tempted to change the settings on, I watched it on YouTube uh, to play it faster. Um, like, I watch a lot of TV that way on, on my computer. And so like, I'm kind of used to it. It's like, all right, well, you know, how's this, how will this sound going at not slow? And you know, then I remembered, oh, yeah, they played this before. That's why it was a little bit more of a yeah. thing. But, yeah, yeah, but that, yeah on the, I on like the, this version, too. The live was better. I would encourage our listeners to go back and watch that again or listen to it because uh, both – I mean, they're both really good. I, I think yeah. this song is, is one that um, – would be more of a mainstreamer that you could drop out on people. You Can know? you just pull that up, Joe? <laughs> the the oh. Moonshine Psychic uh, predicts that you have Let's a... Pop that right up. It's like, here's game. the difference. You know, I'm like, you've got the example for it right there, don't you? Uh, uh, let's go find him. While he's looking for that, I would say, as someone who didn't listen to it live, because I was not... I haven't heard that either. Um, I, I was like, it was kind of... Honestly, I was like kind of proud of them because this was the first song on the album that I was like, yeah, I really like this. I might listen to it again. Um, and it has that build up to the solo and then it kind of just like drops. <laughs> it's like you're, you're feeling this like complete mood shift from like slow to fast. And then as soon as the solo ends, it hits like, like, like that hit. I, um, don't know what that impression was, but uh, it like hits the vocal 
um, really hard. And I was like, I want to scream this, but it's still slow. Um, so that was kind of the interesting part. In my carelessness, I think of these mistakes. And after all, it wasn't meant to be. I take the road to the nearest liquor store. And I lose myself to another drink. So there's the uh, moonshine music version, you know, by comparison, but it's, a, it's just faster, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. you know? And, uh, and they're, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're just a really good band live. I, I, I recommend that folks go find them <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, unwinding, let's look at, uh, I was cool in Seattle. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite song on the album. Bailey's favorite, okay. Um, my recommendation would be later as well. Pull into um, like if you just start at like three-ish minutes, there's a really cool harmony at like 310 that I like. And sometimes we decide we No, 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 sometimes we So um I think that uh the that that is a really cool part of that but I like that uh the and that solo, all the bends that he does. Mm -hmm. Just prior to the solo, did you catch the uh, the like Hendrix little wing? William, William, William. He d totally. I was like, "There's the Hendrix part," you know. <laughs> you know the, Definitely the whole album, <laughs> like uh, when they're playing, like to me, like you can tell they're having fun playing it too. It's you know, kind of with the whole you know beach way back vibe, just kind of chilling, playing some music, and and that was uh. I think, Good experience of translating to me anyway. So why you, why is that your fave, Bay? Um, well, first of all, the it's like very Blink One Eighty Two sounding to me, um, which is probably why I like it. Is I really like Blink One Eighty Two, um, but it also just hits um, this emotional bit. Oh, I found, hold on. Let me change my, this is a weird thing to say, but uh, let me change my Zoom background real quick so that I can show you how the song makes me feel. 
that that bend thing is really hard. It's really hard to keep it in tune. There's a lot of a lot of guys who like to bend uh, to show off a little bit in their solo or whatnot, and they don't have the skill to keep it in tune as they bend. And that is what I really noticed about that. It was like very very tight, very very bendy, and just staying right on the on the groove. Um, and I know that Brent probably heard that in it as well, uh, being as he's a guitar guy. Yeah. yeah yeah i heard that yeah that you're right that is a common problem um <laughs> dudes have a tendency to like underbend. you know like it, get get there you know like there's the yeah. blues one which is the in between right and then there's trying to do it musically and actually bring it up to that you know full half step higher or a whole step higher it's always a little farther than you think you know, I can remember practicing some, you know, like the little country triple stop bends with a tuner and realizing that what my ear was like, oh, there it is. And you look at the tuner like, no, that's really flat. And then you crank it a little harder and you're like, oh, now I hear it. But there's a funny spot where you think it's right and it's really not. And he's got good, he's got a good ear where he can, he's hearing that that needs to actually go up the, the proper half step. Yeah, and when so it does, it just, that, like I said, good guitar player. Yeah, it really <laughs> makes it sing. It really makes it, uh, you know, something that you go, oh wow, I, I, that that's good, you know. Okay, Bailey, what do you got for us? So uh, this is my uh, visual personification of this entire album. <laughs> um, just because uh, <laughs> this song's for in particular, I think, is just the crux of the album as far as like themes go. Um, it's it's about as far as I can tell, um, breaking up with someone to move like to a new city and then uh, you come back like later and you're like, wow, I am a both a loser and an idiot because I have broken up with a person I still care about. Um, so it's definitely like hardcore hang up, hang up music. Um, like, wow, I'm still hung up on this girl I broke up with um, to move to the city I no longer live in. Um, so that's, that's what I like. And that sentence, like, um, I, sp I spent some time in the Northwest. I thought I convinced myself that everyone remembers you back home. It's like this thing, like in my mind, when I was in Seattle, I thought everybody back home was thinking of me and thought about me as this like cool person who made it. Um, but in reality, it's like, oh yeah, I remember Dave. Where is he now? Oh, Seattle or something. Well, that's cool. And then you go back to like talking about the farmer's market or whatever. It's actually in the present day. So, mm. Wow. That's my take. Cool. So the next tune we have is uh, self-destructive. So, um, 
self-destructive to me has a lot of um, um, cojones to start off with a bass solo. Uh, <laughs> that, that never happens. That's really, that's really tough. That's awesome. I mean, I can't. <laughs> wow. Uh, Whole song should start that way. Oh, <laughs> for the bass player. Um, I love how this song starts because it like, like I said earlier on, I think that like some of these have trouble building to like the energy that they want out of it. Self-destructive is the exact opposite. They exactly know what they were doing. It builds so well to like this like punch of vocals. Um, again, I do not like the amount of like reverb that is on the vocal track, but um, other than that, it like hits you with exactly what you like what I imagine was what they wanted you to hear. So, yeah. what was that, Brent? What were you saying? Uh, she was saying that was a short fuse to get to the self destructive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you felt it like burn down, you hear it like, and then with the vocals. So, yeah, I was digging the, the bass line on it too. Yeah, the bass player really knocks it out of the park on that song, honestly. If he if he wasn't good, then he would have just left himself completely out in the wind at the start there. Yeah. <laughs> so 120 pounds of him. Uh, does he weigh 120? I mean that I mean soaking wet, maybe. <laughs> With the bass in the amp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he and I are like polar opposites in size. So <laughs> you guys can make a really good comedy duo. You yeah. think so? I don't know about that. I, well, I you'd have to pick a straight man and a funny guy, but I think just visually the, the contrast could lend itself to a lot of humor. Fair. Yeah. You got anything for this one, Brent? Mr. Slimmer? Mr. Slimmer. You guys are uh, – my looks like my internet connection is a little glitchy. I haven't heard a damn word you guys have said in about three minutes. <laughs> It's <laughs> gold, man. It's all gold. You have to watch it later. I will. Uh, I, said, I, I dig the album. I, I dig the songs. Um, I, you're right that you know anytime that you're going to start with the bass thing, you gotta you gotta have somewhere to go after that. You know, you gotta have somewhere to go, and it's that gives you that extra you know one extra step. Start one step lower, then you've got one more to climb as you get you know. Man, maybe that's why it feels that way to you too, Bailey. Is mm -hmm. that it does start a little more, you know, stripped of its, you know, decoration, and then it, nope, then you get an, then you get another layer, another layer, another layer. Mm -hmm. Nice building. You're right. Yeah. All right, we got one left here. Let's uh, let's check out the last track. This one's my favorite. This is the title track. This one here has a really 60s psychedelic kind of vibe. Yeah, it's like a, a rusty shower or something. Uh, okay. Does your shower rust that bad? 
No, it's all porcelain and stuff now, but uh, just rusty with the with the reverb, just kind of like you know shower acoustics and oh. like that sixty vibe, sixties vibe. Is that where they recorded it in the sixties? Is is that what we're getting at? Like like popped in the shower? Yeah, those hippies about that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't. You know, I don't date hippies, so I I wouldn't have anyone to ask. <laughs> I haven't, but I'm open to it. <laughs> Hippies out there. I have. I'm open mine. It's all right. <laughs> I'll take a hippies. You know, they're fine. Right. And but uh, I like this one. Like in you know, Bailey talking about you know the theme of the album, kind of you know, breaking up and then you know moving away. Nobody remembering you. Like I thought this was a like a good culmination of that in in this song. Mm-hmm. Title track at the end, which was interesting too. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, if you want to be sad on the beach, this is your track. Like, uh, it is like, again, that image is just exactly what this, <laughs> this track embodies. There's also a cool little piano later on in the song, um, which I think could have been turned up a little bit. Uh, I would have liked it to come forward a little bit more. But yeah, I like that part as well. Like a... You know, I get the whole breakup thing you're talking about, but it didn't make me sad, but mm-hmm. I got most of the music I listen to is already sad, so I guess I'm just desensitized. <laughs> you have too much of a baseline foundation for sad. Yeah. This doesn't work both same. Yeah, you know, I like sappy love songs and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really dug this one, uh, the whole album and this last song in particular. It was, uh, like, I listened to it once just to kind of, you know, just get, like, what it is, and then you know, I listened to it like the rest of the afternoon until you know we came on here because because I liked it so it was, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, I um you know I had an unfair advantage because I actually I actually heard it when um when they put it out but I hadn't re-listened to it in a little while, and um so I, I listened to it last night and I had uh, I listened through it with my Beats headphones so all that bass in there is like it's it's bouncy. I mean I don't know if you've had it with like a full you know, uh, sub woofer effect going on. But if you do, I guarantee that the, the bass lines in this thing on this last t- track, two tracks for sure, will uh, wake you up. They'll, 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 they'll bounce. And, and uh, if you're next to them at a stoplight and they got 15s in the back, it'll make the whole thing rattle. Like that's, <laughs> it's I just had it from a sonic sub going on there. So my computer monitors got speakers like a TV. That's how I listen to it. But, I'll go ahead and turn on the actual the sub and like music speakers and yeah, you'll be able to feel experience. it, Brent. You'll be. <laughs> I like bass. Um, I listened to the first track on my phone without headphones in because I am the devil, and it sounded okay. <laughs> and then I switched to my computer because I was like, "Wait, what am I doing?" <laughs> That's well. You're young. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Probably not soon. You got time. Yeah, you got time. I'm <laughs> the devil. All right. Well, um, I, I thanks guys for for doing the uh, moonshine and music review uh, episodes day. It was a lot of fun, and um, I guys, guys go out and uh, check out Preston Black. Check out their album Green Coffee. If you're not a big fan of Green Coffee, they have a couple of other albums out. One's called Chuck Wagon Theater. Another one's called Cons Creek Reflections. Um, and uh, you know this is uh, this is kind of their third effort. It's uh, I think it's a strong one. I think it's a real good record. And uh, if you're looking like they said for 
for that kind of vibe. It, you're, you're, it's in the wheelhouse of that California on the beach kind of deal. So, um, so check it out. Yeah, and when the world gets more back to normal, try to catch them live too. They're good dudes and they play well live. So, <laughs> so huh, there we go. Another episode in the books. Should we clap? If you want. <laughs> Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. The producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for new episodes right here with Moonshine and Music.